Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Tuesday. It's the 30th of May. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Officials in Davenport are making plans to demolish a six-story apartment building a day after it partially collapsed, injuring at least one person and displacing countless residents and businesses. A woman was rescued from the building yesterday more than 24 hours after the western side of the building in downtown Davenport collapsed. City officials said yesterday that the property owner has been served an order for demolition of the building. Residents were not allowed back inside to gather their belongings due to the unstable conditions. Demolition is expected to begin this morning. Meanwhile, firefighters and other first responders are being credited with saving lives at great risk to their own personal safety when they entered the unstable building on Sunday. The federal agency that regulates pipeline safety will host two days of meetings in Des Moines this week to hear suggestions on how to improve the safety of CO2 pipelines. We get the details from IPR's Grant Gerlock with this preview. The Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration says it wants input as it rewrites safety regulations for CO2 pipelines following a rupture in Mississippi that sent dozens of people to the hospital. Some opponents of carbon capture projects in Iowa have called for a moratorium on pipeline permits until the new federal rules are finalized, which could take years. Nicholas Noppinger of Wolf Carbon Solutions argues that's unnecessary since all carbon pipelines will have to follow the rules once they come out. Pipelines have to adhere to any modifications or uh, evolution of the safety protocol within PHMSA. The meetings Wednesday and Thursday at the Marriott Hotel in downtown Des Moines will include testimony from panels of experts as well as public comment. Three more clinics in rural Iowa are being reclassified as federally qualified health centers, making them eligible for higher government reimbursement rates when treating Medicare and Medicaid patients. The Spencer Hospital operates clinics in Hartley, Milford, and Sioux Rapids. The hospital's board of trustees has voted to rebrand the clinics as Access Health and convert them to federally qualified health centers. Those are also known as community health centers. The move is expected to save the hospital $200,000 annually. Not only will the three Northwest Iowa clinics get higher reimbursement rates for treating patients enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid, there are federal grants available as well. The program was created in 1990 and is meant to ensure health care services are available for uninsured and underserved residents in urban and rural areas. The number of temporary migrant workers used by farmers, ranchers, and corporations in the Midwest and Great Plains continues to grow. That's according to a new report by Farmer Mac. The lender says the agriculture industry filed nearly 380,000 authorizations for the federal H-2A program last year. That's nearly three times the amount from a decade ago. Farmer Mac chief economist Jackson Takish says it's hard to predict how long the trend will last. At some point, he says technology may replace some manual labor needs. So I think there's probably a limit, you know, in the long run of how many H-2A authorizations the food system really needs. But in the short run, I expect them to queue as long as we have that pressure on labor markets. The H-2A program is most used in California and Florida. In the Midwest and Plains, Iowa, Minnesota, and North Dakota filed the most authorizations last year. 
And in central Iowa, the bridge popularly known as the Mile Long Bridge across Sailorville Lake near Des Moines was closed late yesterday as authorities searched for a man who was reported missing from a boat. The Des Moines Register reports that around 9 p.m. the search was suspended until this morning the bridge was reopened. The Polk County Sheriff's spokesperson says it began after the sheriff's office received several 911 calls from people who said a man fell from the boat and had not resurfaced. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.